is episode six, and today we're going to be talking about the chain of Christianity and why it's important to learn about it. Welcome to the Principles and Practice podcast. This is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning. I'm your host, Heather Hall, and this is my co-host, Brian Hall. The chain of Christianity is one of my favorite aspects because it gives us this full picture of history and seeing God's plan unfold. It's teaching us how history is about Christ, his story. Now there is a definition given by the principal approach for the chain of Christianity, and that is that it's God's use of individual men and nations to move the gospel westward and to affect internal liberty in the civil sphere. So the concept of the chain of Christianity actually has two themes. The first one is, how are men governed? And another way of asking that is, who or what is in control? And the second theme is, how did God use individual character to forward Christ, his story? We see throughout history, we see biblically, that God has used sinful man to help move the gospel westward. So history is about Christ, his story. It's about sinful man's response to holy God. As we study history, we're looking at government, and it all began in the Garden of Eden. Let's start here to look at how men are governed. We see that God is establishing the principle of ownership and private property. He owns the garden. And he instructs Adam and Eve to not eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So he establishes this boundary. Well, Adam and Eve cross that boundary. They choose lawlessness. They choose to disobey him, steal from his private property, and then they get kicked out of the Garden of Eden. That, of course, is the short version. (laughs) Right, and then uh, with that, man's desire to establish government is formed because they want to uh, hold themselves in check against their wickedness and inhumanity. Mm -hmm. And so God's principles of government were related to the civil sphere as well, but the concept of individual liberty came later on. And with it came the increased desire to restrain the power of government over those that it governed. We really didn't see this until 1,620 years after Christ uh, with the pilgrims. And with them, when they came to America, they brought with them the concept that government is internal first and then external. It's external in the civil sphere, and if, if it's Christian in nature, it'll reflect a greater freedom from the restriction of government and the lives of individuals. So the concept of government on the chain of Christianity shows us more liberty for the individual as the gospel continues to move westward. It was in the civil sphere in America that liberty culminated and formed the world's first Christian constitutional republic. The second theme that we're looking at in the chain of Christianity is how God has used individual character to forward his plan and purposes on the earth. The focal point of the Christian history timeline is Jesus Christ. Greater internal liberty was given to us when God's indwelling spirit uh, came to the human hearts. Now we're going to cover the key links on America's Christian history timeline. To begin with, I'd like to read from Ephesians 1, 9 through 10. 
For God has allowed us to know the secret of his plan, and it is this. He purposed long ago in his sovereign will that all human history should be consummated in Christ. In Rudiments, Slater and Hall on page 45, they write, History is Christ, his story. As Christians, we recognize that God is the disposer of men and nations for his purposes and plans and ultimately for his glory. In his sovereignty, God assigned to each nation a special role to play, contributions to make, and all of these separate stones and pillars became building blocks to be used by the master builder as the chain of Christianity moved westward to America. So there are 10 links on the chain of Christianity. They allow for us to build and refine a biblical philosophy of history and government. These links are used in each subject because each subject contributed to the law and the gospel moving westward. The links are expanded each year and help with the mastery of a provincial view of history and the governmental principles of America's Christian history. As Christians, we recognize that God is the creator of all, right? And this includes each subject. So all subjects have a biblical foundation, a Christian history, and a gospel purpose. There isn't any parroting of facts and information with the principal approach. And when we use the chain of Christianity, this allows students to learn to think and reason from leading ideas and principles in each subject. And it also allows for students to think internal to external and interpret the cause and effect of both historic and current events. Now, while we're studying the 10 links on the Christian history timeline, we're looking at things like the key individuals, key leading ideas, key nations, key events that God in his sovereign providence purposed for Christ, his story, and the westward course of the law and the gospel. You may be wondering what these 10 links are. Um, I'm going to go over them kind of briefly, and if you want to write them down, you can make your own quick timeline. Uh, <clears throat> first one is creation. And then next we have Moses and the law in 1450. And then we have Jesus Christ, the focal point of history. We have Paul and the church in uh, 50 AD. And the Bible in English in 1384. And then we have Columbus in 1492. And the Christian founding with the pilgrims at six, in 1620. And we have the American Christian Republic formed in 1776. And then we go into the expansion and erosion period in the 1800s. And finally, we come to the restoration period in the 21st century. Okay, this gets really exciting. Are you guys ready? So the first link about creation is um, where we cover things like God's principle of individuality. And it actually is the key to the study of history. And it's emphasized and expanded throughout the years to include things like God as creator and sovereign ruler, the attributes of God's character and nature, geographic individuals, man as God's property and made in his image, conscience, the fall of man, the need for a savior, the origin of ethnicities, religions, languages, civilizations, and the establishment of civil government. Next is Moses and the Law in 1450. This is the second link. And we learn about the providential purpose, preservation, and preparation of Moses. 
who was the first historian and lawgiver, and it's emphasized throughout the the grades to include the Ten Commandments and God's eternal law written on the stony tablets, distinctives of moral, ritual, and civil laws, Egypt, a place of refuge, Israel being a Hebrew republic, Greece and Rome, which are pagan republics, aesthetic and political links of preparation for Christianity. And then in the third link, where Jesus Christ is the focal point of history, we study about how in God's fullness of time, he sent his son to the earth. So it covers Christ's birth, his death, his resurrection, and his eternal effect on history. And it also includes studies about Christ's character, how he fulfilled the law, It covers God's law now written upon the fleshly tablets of the heart, the basis for Christian self-government, the law and the gospel, which are the two legs of civil government, and then the contrast of Christianity and paganism. So we're looking at like the pagan view of man, the pagan view of government versus God's view of man and God's view of government. And then we get to the fourth link, which is Paul and the Christian church. We learn about the Apostle Paul, who was a New Testament scholar, um, and we look at how he was divinely directed into Europe and established the New Testament church, which turned the course of Christianity westward. On this link, we study things like Paul's missionary journeys, his epistles to the first century Christians, and his teachings on civil government. The writing of the New Testament and the establishment of the New Testament church as a mini-republic. And then we learn more about how Christianity goes westward to Europe. Then we get to the fifth link, which is the Bible in English. This is one of my favorite links because I absolutely love learning about the Protestant Reformation and how the Bible came into the hands of the individuals and how we got internal liberty, the understanding of internal liberty then being applied and expressed in external civil government. So we talk about things like how in order to understand the history of civil liberty, the history of the Bible in English has to be studied. There's just no way around it in order to be able to understand that connection. Then we learn about how liberty for the individual is directly proportionate to the individual's possession and ability to read the Holy Bible in his own language. Um, Supporting this leading idea is the Magna Carta, how the Bible is in the hands of the individual, and that gives rise to the internal reformation and then reformation in the civil sphere. The European Reformation, its reformers and Bible translators, Wycliffe, who is known as the Morning Star of the Reformation, Tyndale, Coverdale, the Geneva Translation of the Bible, and the King James Version. Then it leads into the sixth link, which is Columbus. And I know that there's a lot of negative things that are out there about him. We're not going to get into any of that right now. We're just going to talk about how this link talks about the preparation of Christopher Columbus, who knew that God had a distinct call upon his life. And... um, We look at the providential preparation, which was evidenced in Marco Polo's journals, Prince Henry's School of Navigation, the invention of the navigational instruments, Columbus's own journal, so that, again, we're going to a primary source document, and we learn about the era of New World Exploration 
at its beginnings. And one of the themes that we study is the preservation of the mainland of North America until God had a people who was prepared to establish the fullest expression of Christian civilization. Now, that leads into the seventh link, which is the Christian founding in 1620. So the pilgrims and their Christian character became the seed of our American Christian Republic. That means that providentially, God prepared them and they possessed the Christian character, self-government, economics, education, and the Christian unity needed to produce a Christian constitutional republic. We also study about the founding of Jamestown, which was the first permanent English colony in North America. We look at the pilgrim dynamic, Americans, America's heritage of Christian character, the providence of God through the Reformation. We study about Holland and how it was a place of refuge. We learn about the writing of the Mayflower Compact, God's preservation through Squanto, Thanksgiving, and the 50-year peace with the Indians. We learn about communism versus free enterprise and about Bradford's um, Journal of Plymouth Plantation. So again, there's another source, primary source document that we learn from. When we get to the eighth link about the American Christian Republic, we're learning about how Christianity moved westward with its fullest expression of government. The Christian character of the patriots and pastors of the founding and constitutional eras of our nation and their documents of liberty and contributions are studied. So again, primary source documents that we have. We learn about Sam Adams, the father of the American Revolution, and his committees of correspondence. Then we study about George Washington, who is the father of our country. We learn about Thomas Jefferson, John and Abigail Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Patrick Henry, John Witherspoon, James Madison, John Marshall, the writing of the Declaration of Independence, and the Constitution of the United States of America. When we get to the ninth link, we're talking about the expansion and erosion that took place in the 1800s within America. So we're studying about the Bible and its biblical principles of self and civil government. And we learn about how Noah Webster created the blue-backed speller and how that moved westward with the pioneers and the pathfinders. Then as the nation flowered, the era of enterprise and invention is highlighted. But we cover other topics too, like the westward expansion, the erosion of unity that happened over time, the Civil War, Reconstruction, and the character and contributions of such Christian men as Noah Webster, Matthew Morey, Abraham Lincoln, and Robert E. Lee. And then on the 10th link, which is about restoration in the 21st century, we learn about our place as individuals in God's providence. Now, for the, our American audience, we learn about the role of the American Christian in the 21st century and how we're to aid in restoring and reclaiming our heritage of Christian character and civil liberty. God has a unique purpose and place on the chain of Christianity for each one of us, as well as for each individual nation. Every student is inspired and encouraged to assume his responsibility for the stewardship of his internal and external property, his scholarship and productivity, and to follow Christ in his daily walk, thereby fulfilling God's divine purpose for his life 
as a young American Christian statesman. Now, all of this is found within the No Plan History and Geography Curriculum Guide that is available at our store. All right, well, we hope that you see the value in using the chain of Christianity in your homeschool to study history and government and how God's plan and purpose has unfolded over the course of history to help the gospel spread westward and the effects of that on civil government. And we sure hope that you feel inspired to use it in your own homeschool. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. As always, if you're looking for additional resources or support, you can visit our website at principalacademy.com, check out our shop and our blog, and you can also find us on Facebook at Christian Homeschooling with Bible Principles, also on Instagram under Principal Academy. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, well, this is Heather Hall. And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and His Glory. <laughs>